0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. St. Louis Cardinals mega-fan and your host for the show coming at you after a one nothing loss as we get a post-game pod in here for Wednesday, April the 21st. Cardinals fall to the Nationals, one nothing and lose yet another series, and this time the offense once again wasn't able to get the job done. Um... Yeah, I mean, that, that's basically the, the shorthand of it. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit longer about the loss, but just going to outline it for you guys today. Um, second one's going to be about today. Talk about Martinez, Kisner, a little bit about the game as well. And then segment two is going to be more thoughts about yesterday's game, Wainwright, Gallego, Schilt, and what have you. And then segment three, a little bit of a, a serious preview and also letting you guys know when I'm going live on the locker room app. Um, hint. It is tomorrow, Thursday the 22nd, um, but I'll let you guys listen to the rest of the show for more information about that. Uh, download the Locker Room app if you have not already. Um, but l- let's get to the the, the positive start, and uh, positive stuff, and that is Carlos Martinez. Final line on Hamlet was, was by far the best start of, of the season <laughs> best start since 2018 final line six innings four hits one earned one one walk three strikeouts gets the tough luck loss so he falls to oh and four now Jeff Jones winning out that's his first time going five or more innings um or six more innings rather since 2018 when his best start really since 2018 but um you know like I said he he pitched really well and I mean his ERA coming into the day uh, what was it 780, and then it dropped down to 6. So, you know, early season numbers, not looking at them right now, just looking at the results. And the results right now are positive for Martinez. At least in terms of, of this most recent start. He, he showed us that he still, he still has it. Carlos Martinez has had some up and down stints with the Cardinals. He's had some blow-up starts this year. I get the frustration. I get the, 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 the message of don't trust him. He's too sporadic and, and what have you. But but right now, with how the starting pitching, you know, three last three games aside, is overall struggling, if Martinez is going to give me five, six innings to start, I'm taking him. Especially if he pitches like he did Wednesday. Was it utter, complete dominance, striking everybody out, electric stuff? No, he had three strikeouts, gave up four hits, but he got the job done. And I understand Wainwright and Flaherty pitched really well the last two games as well, but we haven't been able to say that that often this year for Cardinal pitchers. Martinez simply got the job done. He he pitched really well. Like I said, one of his best starts in a very long time. Best start since 2018. CMART showed us that he still has it. And I know that I say this a lot, and you guys get mad at me, and you know pe- people say that he's, he's washed up, he's done, he's too inconsistent. No. This is four starts into the year. He's had blow-up starts. He's had a blow-up inning here and there. He's been snake-bit by the big innings. Today was a huge step for Martinez in the fact that he was able to limit the big inning, gave up one run, pitched around some some questionable defense behind him. He bent, but he did not break. He broke for one run, I get it, but it's technical, okay? He did not give up the big, crooked number. He kept the Cardinals in this game, and that's exactly what he needed to do. He was facing one of the best pitchers in all of baseball on Max Scherzer. No question about it. Future Hall of Famer. What he needed to do was pitch as, be- as best as he could to even have a hope of the Cardinals winning this game. He did that. Cardinals had a chance to bust the game open in the first inning, got the bases loaded with one out, and then Scherzer settled in. But it, it starts like this: that Martinez gets more chances, and I, I was with you guys. I was pretty much done with him after the, the six-run second or six, 6 run inning that he gave up against Philadelphia. You know, I, I was right there. I understood. The the pain, I was with you, I was like, done, no more starts. But I knew he was going to get at least one more start thanks to the 11 consecutive outs that he recorded in that last start. And he he proved that that he was worth the gamble today. There were a lot, a lot of negatives in today's game on the offensive side of things. Martinez was one of the few positives overall. Behind him, you also had Alex Reyes and Ryan Helsley pitch very effective innings. Hellsley continues to to pitch well over his last couple of appearances. Reyes yet to give up an earned run this year. But it starts like this to keep Martinez keeps Martinez in it, if you will. Keeps him in the running for for the starting rotation job. And I think that if he's able to find it, if he's able to get it, you know, if he's able to, to pitch like we know that he can, like he if he's able to pitch to his capability, to pitch as good as he can can get, no one's gonna remember the first three starts of two thousand and twenty one. It's a big if. I understand that. But no one's going to remember the three bad starts he had at, at the beginning of the year if he pitches like he did today for the rest of the season. Or if, if he pitches, like I said, to his all-star self or to his better self that he's been able to in the past. No one's going to remember it. Not a soul. No one's going to bring it up. You, I mean, you, obviously, you're going to remember it, but no one's going to bring it up because they're going to be focused on the lights-out year that Martinez is having. Martinez has the capability. He really, really does. And apparently, he has the capability to be an offensive player because he had one of the two extra base hits for the St. Louis Cardinals today. He had a double off of Max Scherzer. Andrew Kisner also had a double in the uh, eighth inning, excuse me. Or seventh inning, rather. So, kind of transitioning into a negative here the offense struck out 13 times today, nine at the hands of Max Scherzer. Rainey struck out the side in the seventh. Uh, Excluding that Kishner double. The the offense continues to sputter. Carlson looked really rough today. Struck out twice, left four runners on base. Carpenter flew out with the bases loaded, struck out twice as well. Williams actually looked pretty good. One for three, he did strike out twice, but he was able to work a walk. Kishner one for four, so end result not great, but get to Kishner in a moment. DeYoung even had two hits today. Paul DeYoung got two hits today. Wasn't enough. Cardinals actually out-hit Washington 6-4, to four, but still wasn't enough to get the job done. This offense, I tweeted out, this offense needs a boost, and I don't know where it's going to come from. Maybe it comes from Andrew Kisner. Because Andrew Kisner sure played his tail off today. There are a couple plays that... or There's one play, one of them specifically shows up in a box score, but one of them doesn't show up in a box score. It was a uh, a little cue shot off of the bat of Alex Avila that goes down the first base, third base line. If you weren't watching, he dives as the ball is rolling back fair to touch it in foul territory to keep it foul. That's a huge play. Yes, Avila ended up doubling later in the at bat. I get it, but the point that he was able to at least give his pitcher a chance to get the guy out again is huge. I would rather. Kisner go and touch that thing fouled and let it come back fair. Because if it came back fair, the Cardinals had no shot at throwing him out. Kisner caught a great game. Made a lot of great stops. They had a solo base off of him, but Turner stole that off of Martinez. Andrew Kisner proved that he's major league ready. And honestly, I'll, I'll admit that there are some questions about his bat coming into it. He hasn't really hit at the major league level yet. One for four, hit the ball hard a couple times. Had a good at bat against Max Scherzer early in the game. They ended up striking out on but he was able to see some pitches. And, um, you know, maybe he was forced to swing because of the hit and run that was on with, with three and two. But nevertheless, Kisner took advantage of the opportunity he was given. He was huge. He was really impressed with Andrew Kisner. And now I understand that he, he's not going to get the starting job because of how he played today. That He has somebody named, what's his name? Oh, Yadier Molina <laughs> playing in front of him. Kisner's not going to see any pl- too much playing time anytime soon. Especially with, you know, usually catchers will move over to first base. Oh, you got Paul Goldschmidt there. <laughs> but Andrew Kisner was really impressive to me today. And, you know, there's there some argument as to why he started the day against a really good pitcher, Max Scherzer. Why is he catching Martinez when you, you imagine that Molina has a better chance of calming him down and whatnot. But, you know, maybe Kisner becomes Martinez's personal <laughs> catcher or something like that. Who knows? The, the bottom line is that Kisner proved that, he's, that he can play. Uh, I think that he's proved that a lot, but I think that people saw it today in, in the extra hustle, he made a really good play on um, on a you know on a two to three putout that he had. Even even on his double, probably you know you can make an argument that Yadi doesn't make it to second base. Yes, Kinsler's playing with a chip on his shoulder, trying to get more playing time but they're still hustled out of the box. Robles, for some un- unknown reason, let the ball get by him, and then all of a sudden, Kinsler standing on second base. That was that could have been huge. That could have that that could have led to a run. He gave his team an opportunity to get a run there, and he also gave his pitcher an opportunity to get an extra out. With with the hustle play earlier. Really impressive stuff by Andrew Kishner today. And, and you know you know, those are the two positives. Obviously the big, big negative. The defense was, was iffy. The relay play on the play that Josh Bell scored on, bad throw by Williams, bad throw by DeYoung. DeYoung Young had an error in there, and obviously I already talked about the offense, but you know what? Some positives. There are there are some. At this point, we got to focus on some positives. So that so that'll do it f- for segment one. I'm talking about a little bit about yesterday's game and Adam Wainwright, uh, Mike Schilt, Giovanni Gallegos, are the names you'll be hearing. And then the third segment, uh, I'll be telling you guys when I'm going live on Locker Room tomorrow. Um, I'll give one more hint, one more tease. It is tomorrow afternoon. So all that and more coming up here in just a moment. Built Bar has 18 incredible flavors with nut and non-nut options. They have six new flavors that have come out recently. Caramel Brownie, Cherry Barsia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, Apple Almond Crisp, and Mm. my favorite, Cookies and Cream. They have 12 original flavors. Some of my favorites from there are German Chocolate, Banana Bread, Orange, and Double Chocolate. All these bars are soft and easy to chew, and they're all covered in 100% delicious chocolate. But just because they're covered in chocolate doesn't mean they're not healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat because these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Right now, you get a free cooler worth your purchase while supplies last at BuiltBar.com. But a deal that I can guarantee you that you'll get if you listen... Go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code locked15 to get fifteen percent off your next order. And that's locked fifteen, locked one five for fifteen percent off at builtbar.com. One more time for good measure. Locked15 gets you fifteen percent off your next order at builtbar.com. All right, so I talked a little bit about um, about today's game about Wednesday's game in the first segment so I want want to want to talk about yesterday's game a little bit too Tuesday's game because I didn't get a chance to uh, talk about that Um, haven't had a chance to talk about it yet a little bit of a locked on video on the locked on Cardinals account on Twitter again that's LO underscore Cardinals that's also the Instagram handle Uh, but I I want to kind of give just more of a little bit of a of a general recap of of, of that game and uh, just kind of give credit to where credit is due in terms of Adam Wainwright um, that, I mean, that dude just continues to absolutely pitch like a stud uh, before I do get to that though. I want to tell you about our locked on NFL draft coverage Um we are partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live, so if you're an NFL fan you you want to listen into this, get insight and analysis from Locked On and local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page and watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from the April 29th to the May 1st. Um, so I just wanted to tell you some exciting stuff about that, but let's go ahead and talk about uh, Adam Wainwright. I mean, by far the best start of um, of, of the year for Waino. He he was really sharp, and it was a start that the Cardinals needed. Uh, you, you know, because I'll talk about it a little bit in the third segment. But the Cardinals are coming up on this 17-game stretch where uh, it could be it, it can be a uh, daunting, to say the least. Um, and I, I don't think that it's going to be too too fun for, for anybody. And I just think that um, the Cardinals are going to need to be rested. We're seeing that that that's why that they're bringing um, Johan Oviedo with them, and that's why he's going to be a spot starter, kind of a sixth starter. And it'll be key for these starters to do what they haven't done that this season, and that is string together um, well, um, you know, except for these last three games. But <laughs> up until these last three games, string together quality starts because the the bullpen we've talked about it a lot. It, the model for success right now. Or the, the, this, the this is not sustainable. This success that they're having right now is not sustainable because of how often they're being used. But if you can get Wainwright going out there, going seven innings, giving up one run, striking out ten, the only run giving he gave up was on the home run by Josh Bell, uh, that that would be huge because you know I, I think that. Anytime a starter can go seven, especially right now with the way the Cardinals are pitching, that's a huge win and one that the Cardinals don't often get. Um, only th- three times have the Cardinals' pitchers gone six innings or more, four times rather Flaherty twice, Wainwright, and then Martinez today went six innings. Um, I mean, Martinez has had the longest longevity of any of the starters. He's gone 5 5 5 and it's now six innings in his four starts, which is kind of bizarre to think about, but it, it, it's true. Uh, and. I'm not saying that Martinez is the best starter by any stretch of the imagination, but it is kind of an interesting thing to think about. So big credit to Wainwright. Zero-raised now just at 5.03. Still super high because of his first couple starts. But big-time start for Wainwright. He was really, really good. Kept the Nationals off balance. You were worried because they hit him last time. And, you know, he's able to keep him off balance. That, that curveball of his, that Uncle Charlie, is still still working. So love that. And then after him, you get into the Giovanni Gallegos debacle. And, Here's what I'll say on this. I know that I defend Schilt a lot, um, more, more so than probably some people like, and I, I get that. I get that I'm probably a little bit too lenient on Schilt. Should he have had somebody up and ready when Gonzalo and Gallegos didn't have his right stuff? Sure, absolutely. Should he have gotten Gallegos out of there earlier anyways? Probably. But I'm also going to say this. As good as Gallegos has been, he needs to execute more. He only had, th- not more, in, in terms of yesterday's, or uh, Tuesday's start. He only had he had three walks when he got two outs, gave up a hit, one of those walks being intentional. I understand that. But, you know, he intentionally walked, got the strikeout, and then walked another man, and that just can't happen. Gallegos, you know, I, I tweeted this out. Should, um, should Schilt have had somebody up in the bullpen and, you know, had somebody to relieve Gallegos? Yes. But at the same time, should Gallegos have executed better and gotten the outs he needed to get? Yes, so this is not. um, It's either all on Schilt or all on the players. I get that people are very frustrated with Schilt right now, and people are calling him the Mike Matheny. um, You know, no better than Mike Matheny, which I don't think is true. I think he's a lot better than Matheny. But fact of the matter is, you know, Schilt made a mistake probably yesterday, not bringing in Reyes or Miller sooner, um, or didn't bring in Miller at all. But Gallegos made a mistake in not being able to execute the way he usually does. And in my mind, if I'm you know, thinking the way Mike Schilt was thinking, then he had earned the ability or earned the the, the right, if you will, to go ahead and stay in there a little bit longer because how good he has pitched. You know, the 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 better you are, the, the more more of a leash you have, the longer a leash you have. And I think Gallegos has a pretty long leash at this point because of how good he's been. So I understand the thought process there. Story of the day for the Cardinals was, was not being able to hit Patrick Corbin. Four hits, five punchouts in the six innings that Corbin pitched, and for some reason he was taken out after just 76 pitches. Cardinals were 0 for six with 100 scoring position. The only extra base hits, two of their um, four, two of their three extra base hits came against the bullpen. Brad Hand and um, Rainey gave up the extra base hits. One of them a triple to Carlson, another double to Molina. So they just weren't able to hit Corbin. This offense, I talked about it a little bit on Tuesday's show yesterday. This offense is feast or famine. Majorly, and that just can't continue. Uh, the Cardinals need to find some consistency, and you know, the Cardinals were—you were, know—I guess you could say that the Cardinals were famine two days in a row, uh, especially for the first seven or eight innings. Uh, uh, whenever they were facing Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer made them look silly. They got a little bit of momentum there in the eighth inning of of the game, and you know, but still pr- pretty famish for the most part. Uh, Scherzer being able to strike out nine Cardinals, so. To me, yes, Schilt made a blunder. Yes, Gallegos didn't execute. But to, to me, the story of the the game was the offense not hitting again, and this offense needs to find some needs to find some consistency. So, but the, I mean, like like I said, story of the story of the game on Tuesday was big time start for Wainwright. Yes, you can blame Schilt Gagos. I understand that. Um, but but Wainwright continuing to impress and continuing to defy Father Time, um, if that's even possible. So um, that'll do, do it for Segment 2. Segment 3 will be letting you guys know about when I'm going on Locker Room next, as well as a little bit of a series preview um, with the series upcoming here um, against the Cincinnati Reds. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets on all your sports action. Football and college basketball might be over, but the NHL, NBA, and MLB are all in full swing with prop bets and odds on almost anything you can imagine in each and every one of those sports. And if sports isn't your thing or you want more to bet on, BetOnline has you covered there as well because they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has you covered for the news scores and odds that you need to know. It's the one place we trust you at the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's the best place to place your bets. And one more and, and it's free to sign up. You can even get free money. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50%, you heard me right. That means if you deposit 100 bucks and then enter the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get 50 extra bucks. Fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LockedOn at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Cardinals starting a three-game set against the Cincinnati Reds in the uh, 17 games and 17 days for the um, for the St. Louis Cardinals, which is a lot. So, so just one more note here on the. Um, Draft coverage that Locked On Network is having. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts from every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search for the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, is the audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you big time football coverage coming up here in the lockdown podcast network extremely extremely exciting um so yeah so like I said busy busy schedule for St. Louis coming up here and that is why I talked about a little bit in the second segment of how important the Adam Wainwright start is and really how important Flaherty and Martinez's starts were the last two days as well um just being able to, to stretch out a little bit, being able to give the bullpen a little bit of a, of a breather and allow them to rest just a touch. And Helsley looked really good today as well. I thought it was really impressive. And you know, looking ahead, a storyline is going to be, this is the first time the Cardinals have faced each other since the, you know, quote unquote brawl, if you will, it wasn't a huge brawl. Um, but it, it was, uh, a benches clearing gathering, nonetheless. Um, when, when, when you look at what happened last time the Cardinals faced each other, Cardinals and Reds faced each other. Hopefully, there is nothing else to uh, escalate the situation this time as well. Hopefully, we don't have any hitch batsmen and have no other problems there that everybody can remain civil and just kind of realize, hey, things have moved on and um, we're, we're going to go from there well um, when you're looking at this series it, it is important this series because the you know i get that it's only april but you know at some point we are going to have to start looking at the standings and right now the cardinals are not in a good spot in the standings um be, just because that they, they've gotten off to a A subpar start. Right now, Milwaukee, uh, as of about 7 o'clock or so Wednesday, are in first place. Cardinals are in third. I'm recording this segment before the Martinez game is over. one nothing right now as I sit and record this segment. Obviously, the first segment was recorded uh, post the game, so I could get all my thoughts in there. But nevertheless, the Cardinals will not be in first place uh, when they play on Thursday unless Milwaukee has to lose a couple games. Nevertheless, uh, Cardinals have a very important series. Every divisional game is important, uh, especially as we move into uh, mid-April into May. These divisional games get more important. So, MLB.com doesn't have any probables for. Um, I think they had Sunny Gray coming up on Friday, but no probables listed. But according to Jeff Jones at JM Jones on Twitter, he said that Schilt confirmed that KK Gant and Flaherty will be the three starters versus Cincinnati, and Oviedo will work as a spot starter sooner rather than later. So, based on that tweet and my deductive reasoning skills, that means KK starting Friday, John Gant is starting Saturday, and Jack Flaherty is starting on Sunday i um, always love seeing Flaherty start in St. Louis. He tends to have more success there, as we've highlighted in the past. I think career two seven, eight, two seven five 275 year there, or something like that. Um, so that, that'll that be, uh, I think those three starters will match up well. I'm looking to see what Kim does in his second start back. I think Gant can also build off of his most recent start, as well as Flaherty, who pitched really well in his most recent start. So we'll see how all of that goes. So d- before I finish up the show, I'll be going live on the locker room app Um tomorrow that is thursday at about 12 thir- no i'm sorry one o'clock central time one o'clock central time is when i'm going live on the locker room app i'll be sure to tweet out a link there so be sure to download the locker room app on your ios device and if you miss it don't fret it'll be part of my podcast tomorrow as well part of the show tomorrow but i would love to have you on because if you are on and you and you know if you speak you could be on the show uh i could use that segment on the show and that's always very exciting to have guests on the show um Again, locker room tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's all I got for the show today. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow, um, hopefully the Cardinals um, take advantage of the 17 games in 17 days. Once again, Twitter and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. I'm on Twitter at LJFastball. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.